Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to keep on rolling by the grace of God as I uh, want to move forward in this special Father's Day service already in progress and deal with another subject for those fathers who are facing the empty nest as I am, Dr. Billy Graham uh, has some things to say about it and I want to share a few things with you that he shared. Are you surviving or thriving in your emptiness? Do you plan on surviving and thriving as you face the emptiness? Pardon me. And let me say, right off the bat, to a young pastor and his wife who have little children now, do not mess with other people's children who are grown. Uh, who are young and impressionable because your children will grow up one day and you're going to reap what you sow. Always remember that because there are some young ignorant parents who think they know everything from going to a seminary or a cemetery with young children and you're going to find out after a while by and by that you're not as smart as you think you are. And if you mess with other people's children and try to turn other people's children against their parents, you're not doing God's work. You're not doing the Lord's work. You're not doing good pastoral work. You're doing the work of the devil. And I promise you, I assure you, that you will reap what you sow. So be very careful. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Fathers who are struggling with your children... walking into their new life without you. Mothers who are struggling with it. Verse 1 reads, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born. I remember the day my daughter Danny was born St. Mary's Hospital in Athens, Georgia. I remember the moonlit night we drove from Madison all the way to St. Mary's Hospital in Athens, Georgia, the home of the Bulldogs. A little town that we just loved. 
a time to be born and a time to die. That was over 30 something years ago. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. And you will have, if you did your job as a father, and you left it out on the field, let me, let me help you now. We have a whole bunch of men like to leave it out on the basketball court, like to leave it out on the football field, like to leave it out on the soccer field, like to leave it all out on the course, the golf course, and everything else. And you talk long and hard about that. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you a field, my beloved. You better leave it all. And that is the fear of the fatherhood. Leave it all, baby. Yes, sir. Leave it. Do, see, because see, it doesn't matter what else happens. As long as you did what God told you to do, according to his holy word, and according to his holy spirit, and according to the instincts that he gave you, leave it all on the field, baby. Because the time is coming when they are going to leave you. That's how it's supposed to be. And Dr. Billy Graham is going to help you with that in a few minutes. A time to mourn and a time to dance. See, this is this is what many so-called evangelical Christians don't understand and don't they can't get. Some do, thank God. And, and some understand it very well that you have to shift and you have to transition. Do you know that life is a series of transitions? You and the family can go to the grocery store. You have to transition out of that household and forget stuff and don't forget stuff. You got to run back in the house and go get stuff and this, that, and the other. You forgot the water bottle to put fill up. You forgot the money. You forgot your uh, bank card. You've got to go back. It's a transitioning situation. Got to get back out the car and lock the door. All of that right there. Life is a series of transitions. And then you got to go to the grocery store and decide who's going to go in and who's not. Everybody does not need to go in, but a few need to go in and they need to transition, transition in real quick and get the stuff real quick because we don't want to be sitting out in the car for two hours. We don't need to get a few things. Then guess what? You got to get back in the car. In our case, we got to pass our gospel tracks first and come back home. And then we got to transition out of the car. And see, I don't know about your family, but I got people in my family, once they get into a, a position, they don't like to get out of that position. It takes them a little bit. It might be, that, that, that might be the Jamaican in them. I don't know. Soon come. Soon come. Leave me alone. Soon come. <laughs> when I'm saying we can be back by now. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. All I'm trying to get out of that 
for you is that you must shift you must transition from one era to another from one period to another in your life if you are not able to do that you're going to get stuck when the babies came my wife was spooked but she was able to get through that period because I told her you will be nursing the babies there will be no bottles and that was it and so the children came two years apart almost on the dot because of the nursing process in the ruling process it was a beautiful situation God had it all set up magnificently okay but when the children moved from babies they couldn't talk and they couldn't run around and they could not escape her her arm arms or her hands okay and they were toddlers some people call it the terrible twos I never had any terrible twos in my life I don't know what that is nobody's gonna be terrible in my house as for me in my house we want to serve the Lord even the toddlers so I don't know anything about that it might have been terrible for her but not for me she was not able to shift that's when I God led me to come off the road she was not up for the task and let me tell you father something you husband now you can get all caught up in trying to escape your household and, 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 and lie and say you're wrapped up with your job and all of that if you want to. You're going to lose your children if she's not up to the task. And sad to say there's some women, some mothers, some wives, they're just not up to it. For whatever reason. They were not raised right. They were left to the wolves by their mother. Whatever the case, you got to step in and, and, and not do her job. She needs to do her basic job, but you need to be there. Or your child may be harmed. My beautiful daughter, Danny, be most beautiful baby you ever want to see. We visited my friend, uh, Pastor Sammy Madison and we were staying over a few days in between meetings and I left my wife in the room with my baby daughter and she was uh, I guess ironing a shirt for me or something she came out of the room nonchalantly and I was able to see the point of the iron pointing up to my daughter's eye baby she couldn't have been no more than four months, six months, something, seven months, I had a year maybe. There's no way that could have happened by accident, my friends. To this day, I believe she did it on purpose. And I thought my daughter Danny was going to be scarred for the rest of her life. Beautiful baby. And it was an ugly, uns unsightly thing. That's when I made the decision, I need to come back, I need to come off the road, because I, I had been on the road for almost 10 years preaching the gospel all around the world. And if she was a good woman, wife and mother, like Billy Graham's wife was, I know you don't like me to say it like that, but that's, that's just what it is. You need that kind of wife to help raise those children when you're going out doing God's business and work. 
just so happened I didn't have that kind of wife. I'm not mad at nobody. That's just the reality. And, I, and God said, son, you need to come off the road and watch out, right, watch out for your children. Okay? And so I've had the privilege of raising my children by the grace of God, virtually by myself, with my wife doing the dirty work, and I appreciate that. Washing out diapers, changing diapers. I've never changed a diaper in my life. We've never had bottles, unless for some juice or something, little sippy cups or something like that. So I never had to do it, and I never got up in the middle of the night to do nothing with the babies. She did it. I insisted. You're going to at least do that. And so now we are facing the empty nest. Uh, and I have children still with me right now as I speak, and I thank the Lord for that, and what a blessing they have been. But one day they're going to leave here soon as well. <clears throat> and by the grace of God, I left everything on the field, and I have a clear conscience, and I have n no negative memories. I thank God for uh, the privilege to raise my children and what a blessing it has been and God led me to lead my children and my whole family to help in the ministry everywhere we ever lived we served the Lord my two baby children the youngest children were we were talking about it last night when we finished passing out tracks. How that, I, I just remembered that before my baby daughter, who's with me right here now, Danielle, Elizabeth, Bree, Love, White, no doubt, everybody would agree, nobody would be mad about it. She was, she's the greatest servant in the family. But before she was born, my other children had helped me pass out I'm sure almost a million tracks in Georgia. I'm sure of that. We went out, we've been passing out tracks every day, almost. Before she was born, because she was, she's the only child born in Texas. But yet she's been the most faithful over the past nearly 19 years. She's not going to let me forget or anybody else forget to pass out gospel tracks, buddy. That's the, the mark of a saved young lady. We, 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 we're going to pass out. If she's going out with us, we're going to pass out some gospel track. You can believe that. All the way up until last night. Anyway, you fathers who are not ready. Now let me just say this. I'm going to be just straight up with you. If you did not do the job as a godly Christian faithful father then this is the internet is going to be painful for you and you're not going to have what I call precious what some people call precious memories none of us can explain the precious memories to you but they come at any time and they're more vivid than videos any of the videos you took pictures don't mean nothing compared to the precious memories no sir no sir
in my mind right throughout the day. I've been going through all the Father's Day. My daughter Danny would fix my Father's Day. My daughter Danita would fix it. They would combine together to fix it. All the girls would get together and fix it and bake a cake and do this and that. Oh, my soul. Birthdays, Father's Day, spiritual birthday. Man, oh, man. What great celebrations we have had down through the years. I shall never forget their birthdays going to uh, Chuck E. Cheese in this town or in that town. I will never forget those days, my friend. Okay? But if you did not leave it on the field, I have bad news for you. If you didn't leave all of it on the field, I know in the sweet evangelical charismatic movements of the day, you know, it's got to be always some kind of good news and hope. That's just not reality, see. And that's why some of you hate my guts because I, I don't, I, listen, there's some things that there's no remedy. There, there's no remedy. And I know the sweet pastors want to give you a hope about everything. And uh, I mean, I hope that you, that you can get some from them. But if you did not do your job under God, father or mother, this part of your life is going to be a bitter road. Because see, you cannot get those years back. And if you're saved, God will give you the wisdom at the moment to understand that. I told my wife, evidently she didn't understand it. I remember it was Claire's day. She remembers it too. But she didn't get it. My daughter, Danny, was born, just freshly born. And I told my wife, I said, what God wants you to do and what I want you to do is make memories with these children. The Lord in heaven knows I said it. I don't put the Lord in stuff that's not true. She remembers it. I said, make memories. What are, preacher, where did you get that from? Because my mother did not make memories with us. She did the best she knew to do. She was just coming out of halfway out of slavery uh, and out of Jim Crow in the deep south. Can't get, no, can't get any deeper than where my mother's from. Jobs were opening up at the time, early 1960s. Just a hundred, not quite a hundred years out of slavery. I mean, and then Jim Crow and all of that still present. She was of the civil rights generation. So she thought getting a job and providing and providing Santa Claus and uh, you know all the toys and bikes and everything else, she thought that was the thing to do because she never had that. You would have done the same. But my mother knows I would have rather had her home making us food. She knows that. Because I told her that. Years ago. She picked up on it and she asked me about it. But she did the best she could. My dad did the best he could. I'm not mad at anybody. Pardon me. With the knowledge they had coming out of what they came out of. I, but when you know better, you ought to do better. 
make your generation, the next generation, better. Give them a better chance, no matter what kind of uh, hellaciousness you came out of. And yours will not be perfect. But hopefully they will take from your mistakes and they will take from your successes and build a better life for their children, your grandchildren. That's how it's supposed to work. Laura Bailey said, when parents drop off their last child or only child at college, that's the American system, the American way, before online college, life can change dramatically for mom and dad back home. This is from the Billy Graham organization. The house is now eerily quiet, sir, ma'am. The refrigerator half empty. Huh? The washer machine motionless for the most part. Dinner moves from kitchen table to dining in front of the TV or relaxing on the bed. And of course, there are some tears. Don't fight the tears, Father. You just make sure they're tears of joy. It's okay. It's a transition in your life. There will be, if you did your job, it's going to be tears of joy, tears of success, of getting to this point, tears of blessings from God who allowed you to get to this point. It's a miracle of God that I'm, 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 I'm seeing my baby getting ready to turn 19. And because I have a capable, loving oldest daughter, she's available to help them transition sooner than what she did. Because I raised all of them right by the grace of God. They're not perfect. But I did, I know I know this. I left it all on the field. And I got peace about that. So Going into the internet phase does not phase me. Because you know what I do? As I face the internet, you know what I do since some have already flown out of the nest? And I told you, we have, my wife and I have seven children. Pray. I'm on a constant prayer campaign. I pray for all of my children all day long by name. And that's a good job to have, sir. Father, there's nothing wrong with that. It's better than sitting down worrying. Now, wait a minute now. Remember how you were when you were, you were, you were ready to leave home. Soon as I graduated, I was in my red Mustang and I was going the next day. I was 17 years old. Had a job and everything and couldn't tell me nothing. As one of my parents' friends used to say, Michael, you couldn't tell me nothing at all. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't even know my dad and mom separated. Because she left the same day. She left the day I left. Left my dad. 
for another separation. They got back together, thank God. I didn't even know, I, I didn't even know. My, my dad had to come and see me way up in North, North Carolina to tell me that she flew the coop when I left. Even with, uh, she carries on, even with 18 or more years to prepare, the abrupt stillness of the empty nest can hit very hard. Okay, sometimes parents don't show up. In my wife's case, she didn't show up. This is going to be a very bitter pill for years to come for her to, to swallow. And she can fall apart and not get saved and be angry and bitter and be a pain in the neck. Or she can get saved and pray without ceasing and pray and ask God to give her grace. And, and, and make these latter years her best years. And give herself to prayer for her children. And be a blessing to her husband as long as we are uh, living. And believe it or not, we feel pretty young with seven children. I, I'm just as surprised as I was when I was 40. Probably because of the uh, abundance of... Uh, vegetarianism that we've been practicing and fasting and all of that so uh, we both uh, if I get a haircut I don't and, and shave I, I I'm, I'm gonna look like I'm 42 41 uh, my, my wife uh, she looks like uh, when, when she's healthy almost as young as her uh, daughters so, you know, and there's no telling how long God's going to allow us to live together. Maybe another 20 years. But it's going to be better for her if she truly gets saved and have that inner person pushing out righteousness instead of her trying to be righteous from the outside. Because I'm going to hold her accountable. She's not going to get away with doing foolishness and evil and having a bad attitude with me. Uh, that has never been the case. I never allowed that. And I'm not going to allow it now. You, you can do whatever you want. Her moth. And your little uh, uh, sister. Her older sister. You can do whatever you want. Uh, I'm not going to allow her to do that with me. And, and if that means she needs to go, then that's between her and the Lord. I'm going to have peace and joy either way. Because my life is not tied up in a woman, never has been. So, uh, you can do as you please. But uh, in my house, as for me in my house, as Dr. Tony Evans preached so eloquently and so powerfully, so thoroughly uh, today, or some other day, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up here. That's been my motto since we got married. My children have heard it a thousand plus times. She has heard it uh, probably a million times. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up here. That's a solid decision. And look in my eyes and see if I'm crazy. That's what we're going to be doing up in here. And the devil, nor you, will hinder. She goes on to say from the Billy Graham organization, with 
parents focus on getting their child settled at college or settled in whatever they're doing in the military or into their new apartment, as I had the privilege of doing with my oldest two daughters who had already graduated from college. They graduated from college in my house several times. This sudden hush can catch them off guard. See, it can shake and rattle and roll you if you're not prepared. Fathers, mothers too. It's a time of great adjustment. Even stress for some couples. Dr. Billy Graham once wrote about this life stage. He said, but with God's help, it can become one of the most fulfilling times of your life. After his emptiness, he went on to preach to millions the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. His son, who was a prodigal, is now preaching to millions. God got a hold of him and led him to build one of the most significant ministries in America today, Samaritan's Purse. Samaritan's Purse gets the job done. We, we support Samaritan's Purse. We've not, even though they invited me to the funeral, I've never supported the Billy Graham organization. I've never been inclined to do that financially. God has blessed them anyway. But for some reason, and I, I'm not a big fan of Franklin Graham, his son, at all. Go figure. But we have supported his ministry down through the years. I can't get into all of the reasons why. I don't even know all the reasons why. Anyway, it may take a while to get there, Billy Graham said. Though, there's a time of mourning, the days when family was all together. Wonderful days, magnificent days. Beautiful days and some tough days, Dr. Billy Graham said. You miss your child and possibly even their loud music or their bad attitudes. And then he even included single parents. The solitude can be isolating for single parents. Stay-at-home moms or dads may feel they've lost their purpose because all of their children are gone. Yet for others, it is a time to celebrate newfound freedom. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ, God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our 
disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our uh, taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner. And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. 
as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. And to turn from my evil life. And to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, Jesus. Please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on, I am the door, Jesus Christ said, by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.